But first, our top story deals with the Department of Labor possibly getting involved in the labor talks on the West Coast. Our Washington correspondent, John Gallagher, joins us now and has been following the story closely. John, thanks for joining us this morning. Sure. Thanks, you guys, for having me on. Absolutely. Let's get right into it because we obviously know that West Coast labor talks have been in the headlines now for at least a year. Their deadline expired last summer. Let's talk a little bit about what's going on. Yeah, exactly. They've been working. So the West Coast dock workers have been working without their contract for, I guess, eight or nine months. And um, but uh, so so yesterday, the according to some reports, the ILWU, the union involved there, said they reached this tentative agreement. Um, on on uh, some some key issues, but um, the, the the secretary nominee, labor secretary nominee Julie Sue confirmed that during during her um, nomination hearing yesterday in the Senate in the Senate Labor Committee, um, she also confirmed she's been um, helping out with these negotiations, and but also noted that there's still a lot more to do on it, to get to a final contract. So they're still at the table hashing things out. And and, and like you said, she also mentioned that, you know, when, when asked if she would get involved, she said she, if called upon, she would step in and, and help um, help there to get to, to, to a tentative agreement, just just as the administration did last year with the rail union, rail union <coughs> when the Biden administration stepped in there with a tentative contract. Um, so, so sort of shifting over to, to, to trucking. So during that um, same hearing yesterday, she she was asked by Republicans if she would include the um, that so-called ABC test in a in a independent contract rule that's currently being reviewed at the Department of Labor that would which would which is going to be you know nationwide. Now that that's that test. The ABC test is that. That w- what is used in the AB five independent contract r- independent contractor rule in California that makes it more difficult, you know, if not impossible, for trucking companies to to hire independent contractors without making them full employees and all the costs that go along with that. Um, and and Sue is from California and she supported the AB five uh, rule out there. So, but she sort of dodged the question when asked about that by by, by saying, you know, the ABC test. It's not in the proposed rule, and only Congress can change that. But but when a senator asked her, would she commit to um, not formulating the rule in such a way that basically accomplishes the same thing as the ABC test with all the restrictions against independent contractors without having to technically call it an ABC test, that she did not commit to. So So that's why... The trucking industry, which for the most part, as we know, opposes AB5, except, you know, the, uh, maybe for the Teamsters, you know, they, they think that she'll figure out a way basically to to make it much more difficult for independent contracting around the country, e- even if she, technically the ABC test is not is not in is not in the rule. And John, um, what this latest news, have we seen any response or uh, acknowledgments from any folks in the industry so far? Yeah, yeah. The the, the um well, the one thing I saw yesterday when I had, was writing up the story was um Oida came out pretty pretty strong, right? I think right either during during the nomination hearing or just after saying you know this would be a disaster for the trucking industry because they're a good part of, a good part of Oida's membership, from what I understand, does have these leasing agreements. Um, they're small small 
businesses, but they have these leasing agreements with the with with um, with trucking companies, and that's a good portion. So they, they you know, they're they they came out hard against it, and I assume, and as I mentioned in the in the in the um, story, I think you know much of the trucking industry is, is going to be pushing pushing back against uh, against her nomination, and and all the Republicans basically, um, you know, for that reason, for the AB five reason, and other reasons, they just you know. <laughs> They're, they all, they all, they're all going to oppose her, her nomination. That doesn't mean she won't be approved because the Senate is um, uh, is controlled by the by the, the Democrats. But we'll see what. So, and they're the ones that um, approve the nom- her, her nomination. So, so we'll see what happens there. She'll 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 definitely make it through the the committee next week. They 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 have a vote next week in the, for the committee to move to the Senate floor to move her nomination to the Senate floor. So, we'll see how that. We'll see how that works. So, John, the ILWU talks went from kind of, they were almost kind of flying under the radar the last eight to nine months, right? Nothing super exciting had happened. But then for the Good Friday holiday, right around the Easter holiday as well, there was an actual walkout of some of the port workers down in the ports of LA and Long Beach, which caused a shutdown of those West Coast ports. That kind of catapulted this back up into the news. You had LA Ports Executive Director Gene Sirocco saying, you know what, we can't let this happen. We don't have a contingency plan if a full walkout decides to actually happen. Do you think that that kind of caught the attention and really brought forward this issue into, okay, this is less of now a just negotiating between the union and the Ports Association and actually a full issue that could affect the shipping industry, despite the fact that West Coast imports still significantly down. Yeah, yeah, that, that sounds like it, it did. Um, like I said, the, the um, it's it the the agreement came the the announcement of the this tentative agreement. <laughs> so, like you said, that that could have been a, a, a way to kind of allay allay um, concerns that things were gonna were, were gonna stop. Um, so, and but. And, and having Sue uh, say that, you know, she's been involved and they, 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 they even one of the lawmakers yesterday at the nomination hearing read a, a quote from from that was sent in from Jean Soroka saying, you know, she's been with us, you know, uh, calling us, you know, morning, noon and night on the phone. So, yeah, that's a good uh, that's a good observation. I, I, I think that re- that could have been a, a reason for that now. But it, but but it, but again, you know, it's not things aren't finalized from what I understand. So, um so, so it still has a way to go, um, but I, but I think with the with that shutdown, just that was just two weeks ago that they had to shut down for a couple of days. Um, that that could have been a really good reason for why we have this kind of step up and more news about things and how things are 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 moving and progressing. And John, can you tell us about this other story around the FMCSA telling or uh, making a decision on um, propane haulers? Yeah, yeah. So they, they, the, the FMCSA denied this um, the Propane Haulers Association from from getting an an hours of service exemption. Um, they were looking for this exemption. Their 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 reason for it was to get more flexibility when there's demand sur- more flexibility in hours of service rules for for their drivers when there's um, a demand surge for propane, like for or if there's a, a like a short term surge, like for a storm shuts down things or, you know, other reasons for a short-term demand surge. Um, but the FMCSA said they did not provide enough analysis to say that giving that exemption would deter, would not deter from safety. Um, and so the, the FMCSA has been pretty consistent on, on these hours of service 
um, de- denials. Uh, you know, I, it's not surprising when it, it's not so surprising when like an individual puts together one of these things and writes it up himself and asks for ask for this exemption. And you know, they're they're not focused. They don't uh, on all the um, dotting the i's and crossing the t's and making sure they have all the um, analysis in there to show how, how it would not hurt safety. But so that doesn't surprise me. But, but it, it was surprising that you had an association that's obviously been seeing these denials and yet they didn't do enough to make it um, to make their case on safety. So it, that was a little surprising to me. Yeah, not, John- not, 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 that, not that the FMCSA denied it, but that they didn't do enough to in their analysis mm. to, to show their case, basically. Makes sense there. Don, it's going to be interesting to continue to watch what happens with the ILWU and to see if we do get that step in like we did with the rail unions. Thank you for joining us this morning. We'll talk to you soon and have a great weekend. Sounds good. Thanks, you guys. Right now, we're going to head over to the wall for our first carrot update of the morning. <laughs> 